MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight out of Vegas. With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm R.J. Live, 200 Fox Sports Radio stations, coast to coast. 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock here in Vegas. We got a special show today. It's special. Why? An alum of Straight Out of Vegas, the weekend host for a year with us, Steve Cofield. He is one of the longest running local hosts in the country. We kind of like in Bull Durham, where you weren't quite sure who had the most home runs, like the stats weren't even kept. It's kind of like that. He claims longest running. I'm not sure if it's true or not. Now, I do find it interesting. Jonas Knox, who in a way, he's in L.A., in a way, he replaced Cofield when we went to the big time. (laughs) And it's almost, Jonas, I'm just going to speak honestly. I hope other people don't listen to this. It's almost like when you got the girlfriend, you break up. In that case, that's Cofield. 
And then you get the new girlfriend, younger, leaner, perhaps. <laughs> Definitely. Fuller hair. And <laughs> the girlfriend with the thick hair. You want her to look especially good when the ex is around. So I hope you have one of your better shows, John. Yeah, I do, too. I always hope I have one of my better shows. Uh, but it is always good to be here, RJ. <laughs> now, on... I will say this. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, here we go. Not your I, turn yet. I, right. I, you haven't learned in a year? <laughs> <laughs> I will say that. Oh, geez. A little crack to start. Here we go. Now, here's what I'll add to it, though. No doubt about it. Jonas is about as reliable as you get. I mean, just like a, like a clock. Today was the first day we didn't speak before the show, I think, ever. So is that a passive-aggressive move? Hey, I don't want your exes around here, RJ. Uh, yeah, a little bit bitter towards it. I'm going to need flowers. I'm going to need to be wine and dined a little bit. You're going to have to really make good with me, uh, the fact you're going to bring an ex around me. I mean, I'm very right, jealous right. like that. Sports batters listen for the money. Sports <laughs> fans listen to no more than their buddies. My personal promise Regardless of what Jonas does, we will deliver the Vegas truth to you each day. And he's Jonas Knox. And uh, it is always good to be here, RJ. X or no X of yours as we are here <laughs> on Straight Out of Vegas. And uh, we go to the NFL to start off with first. And the news is out of Dallas slash Oxnard regarding Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys. Reportedly, Zeke was not on the plane to Oxnard to go to Cowboys training camp with the majority of of Cowboys coaches and players. He asked until Friday in the morning or else they are considered late and that could uh, fines could incur and so on and so forth. But that being said, no Zeke as of right now. What does Vegas make of the situation in Dallas? Well, I tell you, I see the next week we're going to do a travel log. We did this with Kawhi <laughs> where you know they were tracking Kawhi's movements. We think he got a coffee, you know, that kind of stuff. And the fact... <laughs> And the fact of the matter is, wow, it sounds like four planes just flew overhead. That, a, lot of, a lot of action in Vegas, <laughs> I'll tell you that much. So to me, it really strikes me that the NFL, the teams, got a decision to make. Because what is different about Zeke is he's two years before the contract is up, if you count the team option which the team often almost certainly would take with a guy as good as Zeke. So the question becomes, if people start players start to hold out two years before the contracts are up, where does it end? Right? Like anything else is now, is it two and a half years, three years? What really, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, open question, impress me. When is the last time a player that the team had his rights for two years? Zeke has not played a single game in which he could have gotten a contract. Remember, now in this case, you might say, well, RJ, you said, what about three years? It wouldn't have been legal to sign a contract before, you know, near time now, whereas, okay, there's two years left, the league lets you sign them. But if a player won't play a single game, under the old contract before he's allowed to get a new contract and once he is he won't play a single game then the, the players have gone as far as they can go at least on a rookie deal where does it end i mean do we see that the league them the league needs to decide are we just going to renegotiate these 
early, early, and that's just business as usual? Or do they got to take a stand here? Jonas, you fire first. I, look, I, I think that uh, I think the situation with Zeke is unique one. It's why Carson exactly. Wentz was the guy who who signed his contract first. Carson Wentz signed the deal, um, and it's because this year, this off season, was the time that he was allowed to go ahead and sign it first. So I think everybody assumed once this year hit, we're going to start making moves. I just still don't understand the strategy. If you want a new contract and you've got off field issues, at least show them you're dependable, and then start asking for money. But how, how do you put any pre- – if you're Zeke, given the givens of his history, how do you put any pressure on the Cowboys? I mean, well, yeah, let me, let me it, ask it's you, really his only move. What does showing up to training camp show the Cowboys about his off-the-field issues? It doesn't show anything. Uh, really, I think what, some commitment for, the, for these next five weeks? This is his leverage right now. And by the way, on the narrative of you know the whole league can start – holding out after three years. This guy is totally unique, as Jonas said. Whoa, We're whoa, talking whoa, whoa. about... Totally unique. He absolutely he's is. A, he's a really good running There's back. Ra- the, the, the rare running back comes into the NFL and is going to fire up, you know, 4,000, 4,500 yards wait, combined wait, wait. rushing and receiving in Todd, the first three years. Todd Gurley, before his health issues, would he have been in this rare category? Sure. Le'Veon Bell? Sure. Okay, so at what point does it stop being rare? Uh, I think you just, rare, you just rare. named two of the top three running backs in the NFL. That's the Zeke. point. So what we're assuming is if you draft a running back in the first round right. and he ends up busting, well, you pay him everything he's supposed to get. If he doesn't bust, then assume that that five-year commitment is three, really. I think the only guys who follow... Oh, so, you, so you're avoiding that question. No, I'm just going to follow up by saying the only guys who fall under this header are quarterbacks who are awesome from the get-go mm-hmm. and running backs who are great. And I don't think receivers can use this leverage. I don't think defensive end, you know, sack masters can use this. These are the, these are the only two positions. And I barely believe in the, the running back having the leverage. This is the rare guy because we'll get to well, Melvin Gordon. we just Gordon. named a couple of others. Right, they're, they're, so they're two of the top three running backs along with Zeke in the National Football League. So you're saying that every, in any given year, mm-hmm. the best back drafted that year, well, or maybe the second well, best. Let's, we got we got to use a qualifier there because running backs aren't being drafted like they used to in the top ten. So now well, remember sudden, now that was the story five years ago, and what's happened? Zeke and Fournette's been drafted in the top what five since then. Fournette was uh, what number eight? And, oh, is that was that eight? And, and, and okay. he has he has flamed out because one his so, production so he, is down. So he'll also, accept he'll accept the five years. Well, he has no choice yep, at exactly. all. Even you have to produce. You, right. This is next level production when you come in the league and go four thousand plus in three years. Now I I should say this: of all of the players, don't really care about their agreements type complaints that I have, and there's many. I think the NFL running back is the least egregious or maybe said another way I can see the point because if you have five years especially if you're a first round pick 50 year team option then a tag year however they tag them now the guy is going to be 27 almost and now the question becomes who signs someone at 27 when's the last big big deal we've seen for running back other than other than Gurley which actually, if you want to talk about a cautionary tale, remember Gurley, correct me if I'm wrong, was at the exact same point entering his fourth season, and he was a first-round pick also, as where Zeke is now. So literally the Rams did exactly what 
the Cowboys aren't doing. <laughs> yeah. And how much would they love that one back? Meaning, if you got two years left on the guy, let's see what happens to him. To me, each year gets worse for the running back. Because more and more of the league, you like if you want to use Le'Veon Bell as the example, oh, he won out, right? A lot of people think he lost. He won out. The Jets paid him. How many other offers were on the table for that kind of money? Maybe two or three more. And then the Jets you pay him. Need, it's like getting married, Steve. You only need one well, person. You, you, you kind of need two to have a little bit of leverage in terms of not to get married. Yeah. Uh, to, <laughs> to get to get the contract because the team that's signing him, unless they're complete morons, has to believe someone else is going to pay you as well. But I think it's so. Who get- was going to pay Anthony Davis? Who was trading that much for Anthony Davis? Hmm. That's a good question. I, well, I think they had the Lakers over a barrel the entire time. But uh, remember, with the Jets, McCagnan signs him. He gets fired, and then Gase readily admits he's like, "Yeah, I wouldn't have done that deal." So even the team that signed him admits. That, well, it really wasn't a great deal. So the running backs are in a really weird position now, like you mentioned, with a franchise tag or two after five years, then you're 27, 28 years old. I think the league pretty much across the board is not going to freak out and give these guys nine, 12, 14 million dollars a year and those 30 million dollar bonuses. Okay, so they're not going to give the guys you're talking about the second contract for running backs. So what's the solution? Because here's what I know odds are. Zeke is going to be the best running back of his era if you say, and let me define this now, if you say from his rookie year till let's say he's 27 years old, if you just look at his production, I think anyone, when he's sitting there at 27, he'll have the best production of anyone in his class, maybe even anyone one or two, one year ahead, one year behind. So yeah. if, you're the, if you're the NFL, which is, one of the most profitable sports in the world. Billions. Bah, billions. And you're in a situation where you're one of the best, if not the best, during your time period. That's Zeke in this case. And you don't come away with generational wealth. Something's wrong. And to me, all the talk about, oh, NBA players, 40-some million, but I'm getting this, I'm getting that. Come on, this is economics. How many games do you play? How much, meaning the sport itself. How much does each game make? Right? How big is the TV contract? How many players? How many ways does the pie have to be split? So you got 16 team or uh, 16 games and 50 some players on the team in football. In basketball, you got 82 and 12, 15 players on the team. The economics are just different. But even amongst football economics, NFL economics, the best running back, which you just acted like is the second most valuable position, Cofield, maybe it's the fifth these days. You could make the case receivers more important. You can make the case that a rush end might be more important. And maybe a cover corner, but then you're done. So it's somewhere between two and five position value running back. If you're the best of your generation, shouldn't you have generational wealth? So I don't like people breaking agreements, but boy, if there's any case where it feels sort of justified, it's elite NFL running backs that have a 50-year team option. Isn't part of Zeke's leverage also who his quarterback is? Because if you had an all-pro back there with no questions and no doubts and no limitations, look what the Steelers did with Le'Veon Bell. They were okay letting him walk because of who their quarterback and who their passing game is. And I think in a weird way, part of Zeke's leverage is who Dallas's quarterback is. Is it just that? Because if that's the case, then any money 
that Zeke wanted should be coming out of Dax, meaning Dax trying to act like he wants to get right. paid like Aaron Rodgers right. in his prime. If he's not Aaron Rodgers in his prime, he shouldn't need Zeke all that bad, as you said. But since we all know he's not Aaron Rodgers, Dak isn't in his prime, then, hey, take $5 million, $8 million a year from <laughs> Dak. Give it to Zeke. Everyone's happy. But it seems like both, neither of them, Dak or Zeke, feel like that they're deficient in any way. And listen, over all of this is Jerry Jones and his mortality. When you get to be a certain age, and luckily I'm not that age yet. I hope to get there, as they say. What is he? He's like mid-70s, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. The question is, and we asked this question. In fact, we'll get this answer from both Jonas and Cofield when we come back. Here's the question. If you had a bet, will the Dallas Cowboys win a Super Bowl in the next seven years? And you're going to get a million bucks if it happens. Would you rather them let Zeke go? How I trade him now, as Colin says, for a bunch of picks. That's question one. Question two, would you let Dak walk? The theory being that in the NFL, having a highly paid number 12, number 14, number 16 type quarterback. So not in the top 10, but average, if not a little above. Paying big money for that kind of quarterback has not won a Super Bowl in memory. Having a Hall of Famer or a guy on a rookie deal has. So the question is, when we come back, would the Cowboys over a seven-year horizon have a better chance to win the Super Bowl by letting go, perhaps, their two best players. That's coming up next. He's R.J. Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will answer the question that could determine the fate of one NFL franchise. Thanks for joining us. Each weekday, we have fun bringing the fun of Vegas straight to you. Right now in the Strip, it's cool, 93 degrees, which is cool in July in Vegas. The neon is Flowing. So, RJ, we were talking about the Ezekiel Elliott situation in Dallas, reportedly not on a flight carrying a lot of Cowboy players and coaches headed to Oxnard for training camp. He's got until Friday morning to show up, or he's considered late. We know he wants a new contract, but it does beg a very important question to the future that you have come up with of the Dallas Cowboys. And remember, for those just tuning in, it's kind of a battle between Jonas who's been with us loyally for a year, almost a year, come September be a year, and Steve Cofield, longtime listeners, he joins us in studio, local TV, you probably haven't heard of him, local radio, (laughs) but he was on the weekend straight out of Vegas, which got us here. So he's got to get some thanks. Now, some would say, well, wait a minute, RJ, the amount of success you've had here at 6 Eastern has been astronomical. So where does Cofield come in there? And I say, well, he doesn't. But our history matters. So let's see how they do. I'm testing them. Here's the question. We're going to ask this for Zeke. We're going to ask this for Dak. If you're a Cowboys fan that wants to win a Super Bowl in the next seven years, you've got to define the horizon of this bet. Let's say you get a million bucks if the Cowboys win one Super Bowl in the next seven years. Okay, first question. Start with Jonas. Would you pay Zeke now, pay him for that long-term deal, or trade him away, get him out of there, seven-year horizon? I'm trading him. All right, so you and Colin 
Agree on that. Yes, trading him. Same question, Cofield. I keep him, I pay him, and part of this depends on how long the contract is. If it's for an extra four years, so it's a six-year deal, then I'm cool with that. Wow. So let's do the math, right? So Brad Powers back tomorrow, Fezzik back tomorrow. Brad had a great stat. Nine of the ten leading rushers in the NFL last season, 25 or younger. Adrian Peterson, we'll be talking about him later, one running back over 25. So it's not, oh, they get old at 30. They get old at 33. What we're seeing is, I mean, not that 26 is old, but hey, if you're 26, you were not a top 10 rusher if you were not named Adrian Peterson. So let's do the math. If we go two years that they have left, year four and five for Zeke, and then you're saying four more, how old is he at the end of that? 31. Wow. Now, do you think that he's going to take, let's say, mm, 1.5 million in year six? Because that's <laughs> probably what he's going to be worth. Because remember, guys, you rarely see older backup running backs. Why? Because the running back who isn't starting, that doesn't play a ton on offense, has to play special teams. Well, you, you know, a lot of 30-year-olds aren't playing special teams, especially running backs. So to me, you're either starting or you're a valuable, like, Eric Metcalf type in this spot. You're super good or you're young. Yeah, the anomalies are Frank Gore and, like, Curtis Martin, who could still run when they were 31, 32. And, and Gore's still going, but yeah. you know, he's a backup. He's a part of a, a two-man backfield in most cases. Yeah, and how old's Gore now? He must be 36. So, I mean, it's amazing that he's still playing. Wow. He's, he's yeah. going to be like, another 500-plus yards, and he's going to be third all-time in rushing. Yeah, again, an anomaly, and Curtis Martin was doing the same thing in his 30s. Yeah, and let's be candid. As a professional better, you get rich betting against the exception, right? <laughs> so, in, if I gave, let me ask you. Open bet for you guys. By the way, Jonas is 1-0 and with me lately. <laughs> so i got to get a chance to get my money One back. One bet streak. Ride that. I'm going to give you an over-under of a half a yard, meaning I, I am betting that Zeke in his 33rd year will not have a single yard in the NFL. Does anyone want to take that bet? Oh, geez. Um, I don't I, think so. Yeah, I would not take that bet. <laughs> so I, I get, won't either. So I guess to some degree you're saying – they should pay him like many, many millions when he's 31, mm -hmm. but you won't bet he has a single yard when he's 33. So you see that. It's like a cliff, apparently. Could also see him being successful, having lots of money, and just saying, hey, the wear and tear, and walking away like Calvin Johnson. Well, Calvin Johnson is, again, him and Jim Brown might be the exceptions when it comes to walking away when you're still one of the best at the business. <laughs> All right. I'm RJ Bell, straight out of Vegas. Cofield is here with us. Jonas in L.A. Same question for Dak. Now, the Dak situation will be let him play out his fourth year. He doesn't have a fifth year because he wasn't a first-round pick. So this is it. Let him play out his fourth year and let him go. Or you pay him like a Hall of Famer. And that's the numbers we're looking at right now. Jones. I'm paying him. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so Zeke gone. Yep. Pay Dak. Yep. I'm letting him walk. He can play this year. And if he wants... Are you talking twenty-eight million or more per year? Well, what's the numbers they're talking about? Probably twenty-eight I've, I've heard million like 30, or more per year. 
I yeah. thought I heard like 33, 34. Is complete insanity. From he who? Is, from your perspective, I'm saying. From a value perspective. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if, if I can get him, the numbers do matter. Well, first, yeah, what I'm saying is based on what we're hearing, like the theory is Zeke would get paid right in line if they did sign this deal with Gurley. Gurley and Le'Veon around $14 million a year. My guess is you'd have to pay him a little bit more. You're going to have to top those guys. Okay, year. by a smidge. Right. So with Dak, his numbers, he's talking, he's talking. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we can say, oh, for half price, but for the numbers we're talking, or what everyone's talking, what do you do? Absolutely let him walk. There's you let no, him walk. no way I'm paying him $35 million a year. That's ridiculous. So this is interesting. The, 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 the current, the future Jonas says... Zeke gone, Dak. Oh no, yeah, Zeke gone, Dak stays. Yeah. You're saying the opposite. Yes. Oh, this could be like the odd couple we could do. Now, over the t- <laughs> over the top of all this again is Jerry Jones the owner and his mortality. And it's just a it's just a reality that when you're in your 70s, you just don't know. You know, tomorrow tomorrow is not promised for any of us. But it's certainly not promised when you're going to be over 80 in that seventh year. 77. He is later, now. Later this year. Okay. So, so seven years, 84 years old. Yeah. And then just to be honest, and we're not talking about Mr. Jones in any specific way, but you can be alive and not fully enjoying it, right? So my sense is if I had to bet they're going to resolve Zeke this year, resolve Dak this year, and the Cowboys in year five and six and seven are going to be one of the worst teams in football. $50 million for your running back and your quarterback. And let's be candid, for a significant chunk of that time, both might be below average. Meaning right now, Dak, in theory, his prime, right? Because he's had enough years to get some experience. Right. But he hasn't physically dropped off yet. Right. Yeah. Well, te- technically, is is Dak above average now? Well, that's what we debated. Jonas, you want to pay him? Is he above average now? Yeah, I think he's slightly above average. Okay. So for yeah. the twelfth best quarterback in the league, thirty-five million dollars. And by the way, Fezzik had him right around twelve. Okay. That's the point. And- now let's go back to what I said, which is think about who's won Super Bowls. Let's say since two thousand five, it's been future Hall of Famers. Now, Eli, you can question that, but he certainly played like a Hall of Famer during those runs. But let's set Eli aside for a second. Big Ben, Hall of Famer for sure. Brady, Manning. Who else is? Or it's going to be first-year deals where you can see like the Eagles did. You can see like the Rams did. When you've got a quarterback on a first deal, you can spend money, so much money. Other Oh, give an extra $5 million to that rush end. Now you have what the Rams had, which seemed to be an all-star team. So I think the worst is Andy Dalton. Because how good's Andy Dalton? Let's be generous and say the 18th best. You're going to win a Super Bowl with Andy Dalton? And if not, why not roll the dice? Because what we know is Andy Dalton's not getting any better. Right? He's not going to get better at his age. If you draft a guy, remember Dak was a fourth round, right? Fourth or fifth? Fourth round fourth, pick. Fourth, pick. You can find guys that can be good, cheap. How much? If Dak said, you know something, guys, I don't care about money. I'm going to go back and re sign me for the same four year deal I had, like literally the same dollars. I would be tripping over myself if I was Jerry Jones to do that. So now the question becomes well, how hard is it going to be to find someone? 
of Dak's quality in the draft. Not that hard. I mean, let's be honest, not that hard. Well, I also think the other aspect of all this is the fact that Jason Garrett is going into the final year. He's basically a lame duck coach. I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas took the approach of, if we don't see a significant improvement this year, let's find us a quarterback whisperer like the Rams have done, what the Bears think they've done with Matt Nagy, and try and get a guy in there, whether it be Lincoln Riley or somebody else, to work with Dak Prescott. If he's shown you enough, maybe they bring in somebody to try and develop him even more if they don't think Jason Garrett can, can do it. You know what he sounds like? He sounds like the guy that's about to get married to the former stripper that is 42 days sober. And it's like, it's like you've got one quarterback, you got one wife, and why enter into a long-term agreement if there's a bunch of if-thens? Like, I mean, I, I'm just throwing out scenarios. Like that oh, could I be Dallas' thinking. But, and I, the fact there's no clear answer makes the case that it should be no. In general, we as humans have a bias against change. We don't want change. So if, if you can't clearly say, here's why we should do this, I don't think you do it in life. And to me, Dak should not be paid, per what Jonas just said, like he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, if he's not one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and if it takes some if-then-maybe-but to get there – then he should be paid accordingly. And the reality is there's so many dumb people. And that is the thing. If you try to win an election, you've got to get 51% or 50.01% to agree with you. But if you're trying to be get married or get signed to a contract for X, Y, or Z, you only need one. And I think there's enough stupid or desperate owners in the NFL there's always going to, and that's why if you actually look at the Patriots, and it can get old to say, oh, what would Belichick do? Well, it can get old, but it sure is insightful. When has he ever overpaid for any veteran player? Ever. It's, he lets him go a year early, not a year late, and Tom Brady's the only one that's stuck around. Why? Because Brady keeps taking less than market value. Now, I'm not saying players should do that. I'm saying the players and the teams don't always have aligned interest when the contract's not in force. In this case, it's two years of the contract left, but hey, who cares, apparently, on the player side. And it just feels like Belichick wouldn't even consider signing Dak. So if you're going to emulate anyone... Now, he would sign Dak, yeah, for $6 million to back up Brady, So, I also get, last point, Dak seems to be a high-character guy. And again, we never know from the outside. I think there's some guys that seem like bad guys that are good guys on the inside and vice versa. But boy, if if you're the Cowboys, America's team, having a guy at the front of the poster that you can smile and believe in, I think has a lot of value. Just not this much value. Closing thoughts on this, guys? Mm-hmm. All right. When we come back, and just, well, we just got a minute here. The news is coming up. We're going to tell you why maybe, and this involves Adrian Peterson, maybe these players should get every dollar, dollar they can. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. And we are joined by one of the legends in Las Vegas radio. 
I mean, out of Vegas, not very well known. You think you're big time? Well, it's Steve <laughs> Cofield. <laughs> the hot take hot shot. Yeah, let's get to Adrian Peterson. I think there's two ways to look at this story. So, Jonas, give us kind of the the, the bare bones. According to uh, a source, apparently he has trusted the wrong people coming up throughout the course of his career, and he's deep in debt after making about $100 million over the course of his career. I got to be honest, I feel sorry for anyone. And it, almost like where I start to feel sympathetic that Zeke might not have generational wealth, even though he deserves it as the you know, one of the best running backs of his generation. I mean, let's be honest. I get the whole pull up by your bootstrap guys are going to say, well, you should have done this. You should have done that. Read this book. You should have went to college. You should have went to class there in Oklahoma. Okay. These kids are, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20. Their whole lives, they're treated like they're like, you know, demigods, like they're not human. They're above it all. The girls, imagine Adrian Peterson and the girls or player XYZ. Come on. And now you're going to say, but you better learn those tough lessons. Now, the next thing you might say is, yeah, but get people you trust. Well, listen, in business, there's a concept called a black box. Now, what does that mean? It means even if you're a very smart CEO, the guy that's supposed to be overseeing things. There's certain things that are so technical, they're in a black box. You can't see in. You just got to trust whoever it is that does the stuff in the black box. How in the heck could any athlete, even if you have a business degree, I've got a finance degree. Could I follow accounting tricks that someone, if I had a guy doing my accounting that had a right to write checks off my account, I'm telling you I could get duped. So unless, you're, if, unless I spent 10 hours a week looking through the books, which means I'm not making any money. So to me, what the leagues need to do is they got to make it mandatory that you want to be part of this league. You got to take this class. The league should provide auditors. Imagine how much would that cost? It wouldn't cost that much. Take $5 million, get 50 auditors, and all they do is go from player to player seeing the way their finances are set up. Now, the player can do whatever they want. But at least the league's there to help them. <laughs> Cofield, thoughts? I don't know that that would be the easiest thing to get by the players because I think the general distrust when they actually negotiate contracts would have me thinking as a player, oh, now the owner knows exactly what I have, where I make mistakes. They can take advantage of that. But it, which way would it go? Meaning, it, let's assume there's two extremes. Right, extreme number one is this guy's richer than you thought. He bought a bunch of In and Out Burgers uh, franchises, and he's rocking and rolling, mm -hmm. animal style. And then over on the other side is this guy's, you know, broke. He's got negative net value. What do you think is more common? I, well, got, I mean, that, it was, is that the athlete probably has less money than you thought. And my worry would be, as a player, I don't want the owner then trying to prey on my weakness because I don't have it, that. Much but money. Is, but is that weakness? Or is that a sign that, hey, this guy needs it, he's not being greedy, maybe they're more sympathetic to it, well, right? Altruistic owners, huh? Billionaires? Well, no, but when we're talking about do we really play hard, hard ball with this guy or not, it's usually gray. Because if it's obvious, there's no ring in your hands, right? Jerry Jones could come out right now and say, Zeke will not be signed before this time next year over my dead body. And now what's going to happen? Zeke's going to have to decide what he has to do. The fact they're not saying that means the area, it's not a clear answer. Can I jump in and say one more thing about 
the negativity from fans who look at Adrian Peterson and laugh at him, how much of this country actually has a credit score above like 600, right? Yeah. Uh, and how many celebrities do we know? Are you a Billy Joel guy? Uh, I very peripherally. Piano okay. man's but, good. But just got destroyed in the middle of his career financially. So to your point, it can happen to anyone. Well, first and of all, don't, it, don't, to beat up Adrian Peterson is silly. And for anyone out there that's in a situation that they have that much money that doesn't feel like they have a great feel for it, the two things you got to do is have two people running it that they are not allowed to talk to each other. One looks at the books and and the other one does acts and one does oversee. What I'm saying the league should do for the players, if they want it, should be the same thing you should do. In The Godfather, and we love to quote The Godfather here, in The Godfather, he didn't let his two capo regimes, Tessio and Clemenza, were not allowed talking to each other out of his presence. Literally, if he would see them having one word, they both would die. Why? Because he understood how are you going to have a rebellion from below is if they're teaming up. You have your two guys and or gals. They don't talk to each other. You have a much better chance, a much better chance of not getting ripped off. But I'm a superstitious man. But what I'll say, what I'll say to rap is I think there's a lot of reasons, a lot to have let's say, not a lot of empathy or sympathy for players when they want it. In fact, we'll be talking about that next. But when it comes to someone who didn't get that education, by his own choice or not, that choice would have been made when he was 17, 18, 19 years old. And then to play so hard, to play so well and be broke, to me, that's a shame. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. And this is the pregame show you always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. I'm RJ Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan, a former Super Bowl champion or former Seattle Seahawks slash Super Bowl champion. Earl Thomas was discussing his infamous moment in which he gave the middle finger to the Seattle Seahawks sidelines as a member of the Seahawks upon going down with an injury and being taken off on a cart. And he said to Josina Anderson of ESPN, he did not regret his decision. He did it because he felt like people. Pete Carroll, head coach of the Seahawks, was not being honest with him. And did they go into detail about where the dishonesty supposedly lied? Yeah, they didn't. No, he didn't say specifically. He just felt like he wasn't being honest with him. Yeah, to me, this feels a lot like the Kevin Durant situation. That, admittingly, from the outside, we don't know. It's like a marriage. Oh, they seem to have a good marriage. It's like, you, you know, anyone's been married understands you don't know about a marriage until if you're one of the two people. That said, I think in general, when someone seems to do a lot of good things, nice things, considerate things, when I look at Steph Curry, I don't know. He could be doing horrible things behind the scenes. But from the outside, I look at Steph Curry and I think, oh, that's a good guy, right? Look at Kevin Durant, I'm not as sure, right? Well, it seems like Golden State tried really hard to keep Durant happy and he leaves and he's kicking him out, you know, literally kicking him as he goes out the door. And now I know that Earl Thomas was paid a lot of money, right? And I also know that the Seahawks have a reputation. Pete Carroll's a player's coach. So I don't really know the details, but it strikes me it's a continuation of all this money, all this fame, and you might say, well, RJ, they deserve it. They earned it. Yeah, did they? Or is it a situation 
that they're lucky that they're this good at football because there's guys that are just as good at archery that have to work at Kinko's to make a living. You nailed the narrative. Durant, possibly mad at the organization and the doctors. Different here because Pete Carroll is the guy, as you said, is known as a player's coach. You wonder if this is actually his reputation around the league, that he's kind of a snake and not as good to the players if it w- as we all were led to That believe. would come out. And we got less than one minute. I, I want to do one thing here. Yeah. Get your thoughts real quick, Cofield, on this Pac-12 situation. 30 seconds. So Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott mentioned, hey, we might consider 9A or 10A starts local time. So 9 a.m. Pacific. For football games. And <laughs> the theory is that doesn't make sense. Wow. Every time I call it a game, you call it a business. And every time I call it a business, you call it a game. What is college football? College football is a business. College football is a TV show. NFL, TV show. Well, there might be a question, though. Wait a minute. If it's a business, why aren't the college players being paid? And you're right. That's egregious. And I also think if we can fix that, the players won't feel so aggrieved when they do get to the league and maybe start to honor contracts. But right now, it's a business, regardless if the college players get paid or not. The the Odd Couple is next here on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates. We are straight out of Vegas back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.